Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always. Trace Finacaro. Yep, that's Trace. And a one. Snickety snack, snake, snack, snicker snack. You used that one before. Pick a new one. All right. Um. Bob. Ball of the ball, ball of bear, bing, bebop, the bebop ball snake. I like that one. That's uh, that's the one, Gunner Kennedy. Trace. Hi. You have a tech. You have a tech story. Tell it. Jeez, I like fucking deep throat my 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 intro, and you're all just like, oh, fucked it. Just no, wanted no, to make no, sure no, you guys no. were awake this morning. I'm no segues whatsoever. I got up with the kids, so I'm like, I already, I'm already. Jazzed up with caffeine. And cocaine. I'm ready to troll the fuck out of you right now, Gunner. You always are. <laughs> um, so the, the story's not, um, it's not all that interesting, but it's interesting enough for us to have a small chat before we started recording. So I figured, let's talk. Um, so one thing that I help with still, not too much, but I do, is uh, I help maintain um, uh, an app. Um, in my, it's free in my spare time. And, uh, it's an app that makes music. And we had a music episode where we, we actually went into detail. That's, um, the friendship snake name was originally derived from a, a failed, uh, a failed track that, that the three of us, uh, started writing together. It wasn't failed. You we can just, just call it unfinished. <laughs> we'll call it unfinished. You just gave up because it was too dumb. And by dumb, I mean, great. And by great, I mean, dumb. Well, I think. Wade always loved the song. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he's actually the inspiration behind it because he just started coming up with lyrics on the fly. The song was terrible. <laughs> well, anyway. But not uh, failed. Unfinished. I, I still help out with this project, and what that means is people submit bugs, and um, anybody that's that knows how bugs work, it's you go to the company that makes the software which in this case is a bunch of volunteers i'm one of them and you report a problem and this guy's problem was uh when i using lms what's that besides using lms yeah besides actually using the software right that's a bug in itself because you yeah yes there has to be something wrong with you if you're if you're using the software and uh the the bug report was um there's no sound or White noise is coming out of my speakers when I hit the play button. And the thing is, is you get different levels of like experience. Sometimes these people are brand new to computing and it's like their first time having a computer. So they might have some settings wrong or other times these guys are running some very, very obscure uh, stuff. And this guy was on the obscure side, um, probably not a newbie when it comes to computers. And I'm just reading the bug report, and what he says is he says he's running this uh, this computer. It's called a Talos 2, and th- what's unique about it is it's th- the actual processor in it is not made by Intel or AMD like most processors are. The processor inside it is made by IBM. Now, if people think back, they're like, oh, well, I remember people with IBM computers, and that's because IBM was in the desktop computing for a little while, but they actually have and still do make their own chip and that chip is not compatible with anything that people use today for the most part so i look up this talos computer i just want to see what what a ibm desktop looks like because i mean it's not made by ibm it's made by talos this thing is 
bitching. <laughs> Gunner's looking it up right now. Gunner, how about you describe what this guy purchased? Well, so, um, yeah. So, as a as a person who used to regularly build re- just obnoxious things like this, except not quite there, i.e., using a server case as my 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 LAN party one. So, um, dude, dude here uh, effectively bought a bought a decided that I'm going to use as my primary Linux desktop a pedestal server, which is like one of those one of those ones. Effectively, it's all the guts of something that you would see in like a data center server rack. <laughs> flipped up on its side well first let's talk price okay yes yeah, so <laughs> so the talos 2 starts at i'm i'm actually trying to get i'm trying to get my i'm trying to get to the point where i can order this thing because <laughs> the talos 2 they, they the first model they try selling you on when you go to their website all right so uh, four thousand uh, yeah so the, the 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 desktop development system is four thousand four hundred and fifty dollars that's just and I looked it up, and just the board, you know, people like to build their own computer. And that's not, yeah, that's Just not the even, board with a single processor is $2,500. And that, this is the lightweight one. This isn't even, like, the max, the, the, the actual, like, you bought, you spent $4,450 just to say that you had, just to, just to have the thing to start. That isn't even, like, I'm actually serious about what I'm doing. So this it's, is, like, a curious predicament, because I feel like <clears throat> there's... There's a question that could be posed Ooh, to two different people. Like one, it's interesting to me that this guy, this is like a workstation. This is more like a if you were to compare this to any other uh, product, this mm-hmm. would be like an industrial well, type of product, like not like a domestic thing where a lot of people are using this for home use. Gunner, you're definitely not included when I when I put uh, put that into uh, that like, it's, category. It's, it's, it's actually kind of a throwback because um, I mean, like you can get you can get workstations from HP and Dell and stuff like that, and they're kind of big, bigger duty. But it, it, it's workstation used to mean like all the crazy stuff that you used to have in servers, like hot swap, like hot swap parts, you know, um, like multiple redundant scuzzy can you know know, it is it you know like workstation was sun or silicon graphics or you know hpux or something like that or an apollo box like you didn't there wasn't there wasn't such a thing as an x86 workstation and you can kind of get into the the semantics that there still really isn't because you know one thing fries on an x86 you know one thing fries on a dell or an hp now i mean like you're you're fucked and it, to answer your question, Wade, Sorry. yes, it's a workstation. And what I'm not sure about, and maybe this is just my lack of experience in whatever field Raptor computer si- computing systems uh, you know, sells their products to, I don't know what the heck you'd use this for. Not because the power is, is daunting, right? You like to have more processor. You like to have more storage. What I don't really understand is if you're running a processor that is largely unsupported in the industry, what do you actually run on this thing? I mean, I could think of ways to chew up the CPU on these on these boxes, but uh, you have to if like like Ubuntu, for example. Most most desktop users haven't even heard of Linux. Better yet, Ubuntu, which is I actually could build an i series out of this thing. Which is, Ubuntu is arguably the most popular. Ubuntu used to make a special version just for these types of IBM processors and. 
now it's not something that they advertise anymore. And it's because they really aren't popular enough. The The Intel processor has, is really the only one you find on the desktop. You do find some, some ARM ones, which are similar to what's in your phone. But for the most part, the industry, when they, when they adopt another architecture, they're going more towards the ARM side, the like the cell phone hardware, like a Raspberry Pi, for example, sure. that runs ARM. Um, a lot of the Chromebooks that Google's offering, they run ARM. Some of the Chromebooks do run Intel as well, by the way, or AMD. So I'm not exactly sure what this workstation is for. And that's a lot of cash to shell out. Like I, I kind of like, but when I say like industrial, like a, a comparison, it's kind of like putting somebody in a fucking backhoe. They might, like, like your, your app, you put me into a backhoe, right? Never use one. I might be able to get it to go rolling forward and backward. I may be able to turn the rest of that shit. I got no fucking idea because it's not something that I've... You know, I've worked with, but it's like you take a guy that, I don't know, uh, works on a backhoe or or that's what he needs it for. It's perfect for him, but he's not going to be able to drive down the street in it and navigate traffic with it either. You got to see Louis Zupan. Louis Zupan is one of those guys who can use a backhoe as pretty much every, every single like construction tool. Yeah, but no matter what he does, he's not going to be able to go down the highway with it. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> he can try all he wants. Well, no, no, no. But. You see, you're 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 thinking you're thinking too literally because the trick is is that you use the backhoe to gor- like gorilla hump the back of a tractor trailer like trailer, <laughs> so you just have that thing hooked on the hooked on it like 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 a deer falling. So I guess my question is, did you guys eventually get it? Did you did you gorilla hump it and get it to fucking work for him? Has he? Well, that's getting it working is is a technical obstacle that is very difficult when you don't have the same hardware. Um, I, yeah. Well, yeah, because well, you can't you I'm, can't I'm, duplicate I'm, it. You can't replicate like what he's. I'm like, telling I'm telling I'm telling you right now. There's gonna be a Talos. There's gonna be a Talos two uh, people box. <laughs> Gunner's gonna get one. People look Dude. at me weird when they find out that I maxed out a MacBook Pro and purchased it. This Talos costs. Almost twice as much. I mean, the 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 first one that they recommend starts at starts at fifty two hundred dollars. It's it's odd to me because someone because I'm I'm you know baseline familiar with some tech stuff, maybe a little bit more than layman, but not by not by much. And it's kind of like, I just why does this ki- why does this I don't know if it's a guy or a kid, but it seems that like third at least forty percent of the people you talk to are like fourteen year olds from Estonia. This guy would not be okay. It, I mean. St- if if I were to take a guess, he would not be. But like, it's just weird because you wouldn't be putting this on a work computer by any means. You know what I mean? Like, and you think that this is a this is a right. rig that you would mainly and, be using this for in a work setting and not necessarily a personal I, work setting, but like a corporate I, type of work in, setting. And Gunner, I'm going to talk over you. That's Sorry. the point with the um, with the backhoe that I thought was a good analogy. But in this case, it's like he's going to. Walmart and arguing with the with the, the people in the car section why he can't get the neon lights to bolt to the bottom of his backhoe right, right. this this music software is it it is used by some professionals but it's largely perceived as a hobbyist program the professionals generally go and buy software off of the shelf now being on this hardware it gives him some interesting problems number one if he is going to buy it off of the shelf the commercial software isn't going to target this weird IBM desktop. He had to build his own. How, wait, how does it even? He had to build his own LMMS from source. Correct. Because you can't. It's there's no binary 
there's no correct but i mean the operating system that this guy is running you really have to know what you're doing anyway it's not like building from source is the least of this guy's problem well but i'm just like even you depend like how does it how, i mean kudos for you guys for if, if you you've, you've kept that abstracted enough so that it like all of its dependencies will, are platform agnostic yeah fortunately um fortunately the vast majority of the dependencies for that particular app can be built on anything and there's people running it on arm of course intel and uh and in this case there's a guy running it on um power pc the ibm uh processor and what that means to people that don't know which there are some people that listen that don't know um it just means that when they wrote the program they wrote it so that for the most part okay. it, it could be generally used by any like you know like if you were had a windows pc or you had a linux pc pc or you had a mac pc that it would talk to all those different types of architecture and an interesting kind of on history on this power processor number one the wii the gamecube i believe um they both used the power processor so the power processor actually is in a lot of people's homes but it's usually not sold as a like a like a desktop anymore. Well, it's almost like a behind the scenes thing because it's it's a from what I, you know what this is it's oh, it's a more efficient type of processor, correct? It's a little more direct. You, you can and kinda, use a Vega fifty six on. Okay, I yeah, this is de- you can use a Vega fifty six on this thing. I feel like Gunner is so excited with this topic. Yeah, like he's we, not listening to us talk, which I is my mistake. Is showing <laughs> so, him. It's so red, Gunner, Wade just asked squirrel, a question that a you might be able to help answer. He was asking if the power processor is a more efficient processor. Um, it's it's very arguable at this point. Um, the the big thing with the power the power series CPUs is the legacy software that works with them. So, um, you have. IBM, so, so again, and it's like, so IBM basically had two primary product lines. You had the personal PC, which was kind of just like the whole, your, your, you know, the green, you know, the the green crappy uh, lemon skin monitor kind of, you know, the, that deal, the XT, you know, the, the stuff you used in school when we were kids. Okay. You know, and like all, all, all of our modern PCs are kind of derived from that family. And then you had the upper business machine tier, which actually there were like three separate, entirely separate companies that, or separate divisions within IBM that did that. And you had what they called the System 390, which eventually became what they called the the, the Z machine. And the Z machine is the cool that's their like powerhouse, like, right? Yes, that's the cool like freaking mainframe. You need like plant, need like yeah. They ship those fuckers with air conditioners because they need to like super chill the processors on them. Yeah, you know, like it, 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 it's like a re- if you have a heart, if you have like a cooling segment failure on it, it's like a reactor failing. Like yeah. segments blow out of the building. Yeah, yeah, no, yes. I was fortunate enough to see the Z series in person in Poughkeepsie. They were still assembling them. They weren't manufacturing them anymore. Plant was still open. Yeah, the plant. I don't know if the plant's still open now. It's completely closed. Yeah, it's closed now. They were doing their quality control there, so they'd get their processors in, and what they would do is they would put them in a warm room, and they'd, they'd raise the temperature in the room until the processor started uh, malfunctioning, and then they'd underclock it 20%, and they'd sell it like that. Hmm. And it's because they were selling it to business-critical um, 
applications or customers or whatever, and they needed one plus one to always equal two no matter what. So they'd overclock them. Once they started getting bad computations, they'd bring them back 20% and sell them that way. Really? So they stress test them that that far and then they would be confident that they'd still be functioning out the door? That's right. Wow. So even even if a cooling fan went in these units... They knew that it could survive in a room without air conditioning, so the, so they knew that even in a, in a critical application, uh, it would it would produce you know reliable results. But one of the things that Gunner's talking about is because they ship with air conditioners inside them, and I say air conditioners, it's actually like a refrigerator, right? Because they ship with their own refrigerator, they blow off more heat than the average computer. So of course they need to be in a, in a ventilated room. But if the refrigerating unit on them fails, then they 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 need to get the air out very quickly so they have these high powered fans on the top of them if the if the refrigerator goes it actually blows the ceiling tiles out of the room because it's Holy so that because the fans are, are pushing so much pressure and they back then when they were still doing um they were still doing tours uh they would uh, occasionally they would they would turn off the refrigerator so that you could watch these things so you could see the fan blow the ceiling tiles out Huh. Which is pretty cool, but it's still like like you talk about the forklift. The forklift kind of makes sense when you're on a construction site, but it doesn't always make as much sense when you're building a little tiny garden in your backyard. So for a person to use this as their desktop is still a very strange thing. What made this even stranger? Oh, Gunnar, actually, you were making a point, and I started talking over you. Yeah, we're still asking about the efficiency. Well, oh, okay. The- so, so the, the the main thing is is that um, Intel and AMD have sunk a ridiculous amount of time actually you know an x86 a quote-unquote x86 cpu now compared to what it was even 10 or five years ago or actually 10 years ago is more an apt thing because intel's made the same thing for the last 10 anyways um they they literally have a elf you know a, a power style risk execution engine with just this x86 translation layer stapled on the top of it so it's it's you know the 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 big difference between power and x86 at this point is um you have all this legacy software that was written for aix and you know the other os's that ibm had that work on that and um that um Power, power has like different support hardware than an x86. Like there are just things that you know, it's it's not so much an efficiency thing because like you know the power power gets like really ridiculous clock speeds compared to whatever you know compared to an x86. Mm-hmm. Like you know the five gigahertz stuff like that, and there's there's watt you know there's wattage and stuff. And IBM has its own like secret sauce manufacturing that it does on those chips, but. Um, yeah, I mean, like, really, really the question is, is that Samsung and Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company caught up and can do all that stuff cheaper than IBM can at this point. So it's not, you know, it's not really a matter of, you know, we have guys in lab coats figuring this shit out. It's, it's, you know, a bunch of Korean industrial engineers and Taiwanese industrial engineers pretty much just through massive attrition. Because you know, it, between in, Nvidia dumping a bunch of money into them to to pay basically subsidize them sorting out their processes and stuff like that, 
it's yeah, the I, I, it's part of why I, it's part of why they don't have plant in Poughkeepsie anymore is that it's not cost effective. So, are, do, so what uh, you're saying then is it's not there's there's today's uh, x86 processors are essentially they're the same as the power processor. From, so from, why from, are they even making power processors? So the, tr- the trick that and I think that is really like the centralized theme of 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 how interesting this request was on our on the bug tracker. This guy just chimes in saying, "Hey, I'm getting white noise out of out of this music software." Which, by the way, is probably an easy fix, technically, and, and I could talk a little bit about that, even though I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But an FX. He chimes in, he says, hey, it's not working with this power hardware. My first instinct is that he's using an old Power Mac. So when Mac came out with all the Power series, that's because the old Mac desktop actually used an IBM processor. Mm, and it, Motorola, it, but... it separated... What's that? Well, because... So... The the power series of CPUs was actually a product of the 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 Power Alliance, which was Motorola, IBM, and Fujitsu at the time. Okay, and IBM is the only one left out of that crew that actually. Gotcha. Still so does. you're saying IBM wasn't actually manufacturing them; they were licensing the hardware. Yes. Gotcha. But so the old Power Macs they were compatible. So <clears throat> usually, when you see something like this, some guy went out and bought himself like a like a. He went to one of those Mac shops, and he found out that the latest Mac operating system that he can run is six years old, and he can't fucking do anything on it. Google Chrome won't update. Firefox won't update because they're all, you know, they're all extremely dated at this point. So a lot of the time when somebody chimes in with these power PC questions, it's because they, they're really too cheap to go buy a new computer. This is completely different. This guy somehow got his hands on a $5,000 workstation that's just in its own world of desktop obscurity, and he's asking for help. So, of course, the first thing that I wanted to do from a support perspective is I wanted to reproduce his problem. Now, I'm not going to be able to do that because I don't have a power um, uh, processor, although technically I do have access to one. Yet. About 12 years ago, I know Gunner's going to order one, about 12 years ago... uh, I obtained one of the old. Do you remember the the really colorful eggshell Macs? Yeah, well, iMac. Uh, yeah, were they called iMacs? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. they were the early iMacs. And, Those uh, were just centralized stations. There was no tower, right? It was just correct. all within. the It was the one big CRT monitor, and the computer was built inside the entire uh, uh, eggshell monitor. And they came in really colorful colors, so they kind of made Apple stand out from PCs at the time. Yes. Well, uh, that. I, I still have access to that. It's uh, it's at um, it, uh, my friend Sean's house. He has all of my old computer equipment. So we could actually fire that guy up and try to reproduce this problem that he's having. But I would still need to run something on it. You know, that's where it starts to get strange. It's like, what operating system am I, I going to run on this thing? What oper- What modern operating system supports this IBM processor? And what this guy is using, he's using a version of Linux called... A daily, okay? Yeah. <laughs> a daily Linux is the one that he's using. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll at least try familiarizing myself with a daily Linux. So I go to their website. They have a download. They have a download that works with the modern PC. And I try firing it up. And it asks me for login. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I go to their website to see if there's a, a default 
login information, like a default password I can use. They don't tell me. So I just guess and I type root and it drops me at a, at a, at a shell. And I'm like, well, I can't install this without something to guide me. Right. And nope, nope, it's all, you know, th this, this a daily Linux has its own utilities and you have to run each one to prepare your computer to be installed. So you got to create your own user accounts. You got to, you got to uh, format your own drives, stuff that, that really well, most modern, I, I know the Arch Linux people are out there saying they still do this and same thing with Gentoo, but for the vast majority of desktops, you pop a disk in or a USB drive. And you just follow the online. So screen this oh, is this opening up a prompt essentially, and you you have to set everything up like. Well, it's, it's it's basically like throwing an AI. Well, you have to. It's doing an Unix install. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not. So the, you're you're like mounting with code and stuff like that. Then, <laughs> for the, the people part, that don't know, commands, like yeah. what, what we're talking about, um, if you've ever used. I think DOS is a good example. Yeah, like if old school like DOS when you had to install a game or run a game, you know like run doom.exe or something like that or install doom.exe like you're going through prompts and you're essentially you're not necessarily coding but it's as close to uh, a coding as like a layman user would kind of get to that that didn't actually code and stuff and what's crazy is even when we started entering the computing world right and the first versions of windows were available those versions of Windows still had some type of wizard to do the install for you. Right. Even if you didn't have a mouse, you at least had a next, right? Yes. It asks you a series of questions and you had a next. The fact that people are still installing these versions of a desktop, um, Linux or whatever, from a command line manually. Yeah, with no GUI or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. I understand why they do it and it's fine, but what I... The concern that I always have is that there's you're alienating a lot of people that, that don't necessarily have either the patience or the technical skills in order to go through this. It's kind of like saying, what if you needed to, to use DOS commands to put Windows back on your computer, right? right? You would always take your computer back to get a service good. man because... What's that? Get good. Get good? You just get good. Yeah. Yeah, you memorize you memorize 1,200 commands, then you're fine. Yeah, yeah no problem. Good. Yeah, everyone Not has time deal. for that shit. Yeah. Like... Hey, I mean, it, you talk. You talk as if you have not. You have not roasted a Windows three one one PC on a regular basis. Yeah, it's, it's which like, is it's like coming back from your doctor, him saying, "Well, you can get an antibiotic. The first thing to do is make your own penicillin." At right. Home. That's a that's a pretty that's like a really good analogy. It's kind of like, yeah, because you learn how to do it. Well, uh, sure. Uh, but is it something that you're going to be doing? And yeah, that maybe well, isn't no, isn't, it, isn't it, a great one because maybe and, we'll need penicillin throughout your life. But like, you know, I. I the thing is, is and I guess maybe I, I understand where you're coming from, but the problem is, is that the core, the core purpose of this device, the, the the workstation that dude has. If you know the purpose of this device, I would love to hear it. So, um, again, because it, it, it kind of gets into the the purpose of power servers themselves too. So, so, um, and so Intel has been Intel and AMD have been spending. As I talk, turn away from the mic as I'm talking, I'm spending a bunch of time getting uh, what they call the remote management engines in to their their server side stuff. So it's basically you know not just like access you know not just being able to access and manage the PC remotely, but it's all stuff like Secure Boot that you know like you can't you, you never, you know, not just like UEFI mm -hmm. trusted platform modules. It, it's all this stuff and. Really, what they're doing is they're trying to catch it. This is the one feature set that they don't compete with on power quite yet, because the the gist is is that 
power is designed for applications that you absolutely positively have to trust that no one has fucked with your stuff if it's sitting in a, in a data center. And that's actually part of the Talos thing, too, is that uh, uh, the, the, at least, you know, going through, the, the you know, whether you want to give into marketing hyperbole or not. Part of the point is that you can do an audit on every single trail portion of what's going on on that machine. So, like, it, it really it's for stuff that you would be concerned about in in, in a state security setting. So you're yeah. you're essentially so, saying, let's break this down into layman terms. You're it's so complex because you would have to be you would have to have the intricacies to actually get through this shit if you wanted to fuck with it. It's essentially yeah, securing no, I it. Think, so that- I think what Gunner's speculating on, and maybe you're just completely right with this, um, usually Gunner I, ends up being right five years after he says something, and I just trash talk him for those five years. And I'm sorry, Gunner, but at least I admit afterwards that you were right. Um, so like um, in, back in, I think it was 2012, um, the Saudi Aram, Saudi, what is it, Aramco? Aramco, yeah. Aramco. Um, largest, most profitable company in the world. It's not Apple, actually. I didn't know that. It's the Saudi Aramco. Um, but everybody thinks it's Apple because they're public, so you can actually see their numbers. But the Saudi Aramco um, got hit with a huge, huge cyber attack. I believe they blamed it on Iran, um, kind of as a retaliation from the Stuxnet that the U.S. and uh, Saudi wrote against them, which a lot of that's speculative. But anyway, um, you know, the cyber wars. And with the with the uh, with the Saudi Aramco, one of the big problems that happened, and I think this is the the, the direction Gunner is going, is that <clears throat> the PCs were actually wiped by the virus, and this is something you should never really be able to do with a computer virus. So what's happened is they've created this secure boot technology inside the desktops and inside the servers, right? That's where yeah. you're going here. Um, and they have a standardized version of it. I believe one of them's even been open sourced. Mm-hmm. And what it does is is it protects the booting of the computer so that it can only ever be booted by the original, like almost like a certified. An authenticated mm-hmm. uh, so, owner at that point, owner or a user that's that's from the owner. So you're essentially uncrackable tech is what you're what, right. what they're you know, using this and, for, and, and and you know like and well documented you, on you, those attacks. You, you've seen you've seen kind of like the, the 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 flip out that they had over Spectre and Meltdown, where it's effectively there's ways that you can compromise the PC mm-hmm. in situ, you know, in situ if you haven't run a garbage entry, but um, where. You know, something like Talos comes in is that even like IBM, IBM's firmware is proprietary. Right. So you can't see what it's doing during its yeah. boot side. And where Talon comes in is that their whole thing is like, here is our entire boot chain. You can build this microcode mm-hmm. from scratch so that, you you know, from an internal, like a, 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 an audit perspective, if you're running something that is extremely sensitive and has to be. Yeah. So with the, with the IBM hardware, a lot a vast majority of the time, and this is slowly changing, a vast majority of the time, the company running this hardware is usually using a proprietary IBM operating system. The reason that that ends up being secure accidentally is because the operating system is licensed. It's such an obscure, it's so difficult to get your hands on that even if it has all the same vulnerabilities of a desktop PC, you can't just sit at home and hack it. So if what Gunner's saying 
with the first model that they're trying to sell people on um, with this with this power desktop is the Talos uh, secure workstation. Is that what you found with that secure workstation? It's designed. Is that why they call it secure? Yes. So they're trying to fix the problem um, on IBM before it happens. So does IBM have their own? They probably have their own well, they, they secure have, they, boot, right? They have their own secure boot, but again, but nobody's you don't, allowed you, to talk you, to you, it because right? yeah, if you're if you're if you're if you're not if licensed you're, IBM code, yes. So, but and more to the point is that you're trusting that IBM's not gonna like sell you out to some state security agency. And to give you a real world example, Wade, we have one of these pieces of hardware, uh, a power computer at my day job, and it runs the proprietary IBM operating system. However, you have to license each processor. So we bought it with two processors. It's actually not cost-effective to fire up the second one because IBM charges us a lot more money, right? So this is a weird scenario. You buy a PC, you can only use one processor in it. The other one's just sitting there doing nothing. It's just turned off. It's just running idle. Right. And one of the options that people have because they don't want to pay licensing to IBM to fire up that second processor is to actually run something like Linux on that second processor. Because so, it's, so, it's so much less resource intensive. Yeah. I, if you were to go, so Red Hat does offer a version of Linux that'll run on these power computers. And that's what I would have expected this guy to be running. Something a little bit more uh, mainstream. But if you think about like with the, with the Aramco uh, hack, if you're not securing the hard drives on these things, once you offer something that everybody can download and put on their PCs at home, you're now exposing uh, this risk to these companies. So I think that's where Gunner's going with the whole secure boot thing. Yes. <laughs> well, because again, it's like I, you know, whether it's whether it's worth the effort or not. Like I've made that comment before too. I don't have any. I don't have anything that I'm going to get fucking pissed if somebody gets it. I mean, like, you know, besides bank details and stuff like that. It, it, but, um, I mean, like, I was actually looking at putting together an old bullet, like the 8350, the last AMD non-Ryzen CPU that they did. Mm-hmm. Because... That's the last one that doesn't have the trusted platform engine. That's the right. that's the fastest processor that doesn't have their weird trusted. Because the thing is, is that all those are black boxes. Mm-hmm. You can't you you don't know what's going on, and they can get updated in the background. Well, you can usually turn it off. So, like, um, but the, well, my brother, tr- my brother Light you, you also trust you trust that it's the same. <laughs> also, co-owns my software company with me. Um, he runs Linux on his desktop as well, and I believe when he bought his computer, one of the first things he had to do was turn off the secure boot. Because oh, the Linux such that he a had, pain in the balls. yeah, the Linux that he had didn't have the certification that the Windows would have had, so he had to turn off that feature, and then he could boot it up. And turning off that feature can never be done remotely. You have to have a keyboard plugged in, so that way you can't just wipe out a computer remotely like right. they did with this Aramco uh, uh, virus. Now back to the the issue that this guy is having. Um, and this gets a little bit this gets a little bit too technical into computers, but whatever. Um, he believes his problem, and I'm just going to say this to let, let Gunner jump in. He believes that the problem is due to it being a big Endian platform. So, oh, okay. That's well. It depends. It depends on how it's doing. It's it's okay. So um. Ah, yeah. So, so it's 
the, 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 again, and that's actually one of those legacies from what it originally is. So, because I, um, Intel and ARM, basically, Endian is a reference to how you do, um, decimal accumulation. And, you know, so like, you know, like, like, so, because it's numbers and numbers in binary aren't actually you know again you, you, it's, it's a coding scheme and it's not even necessarily you know a, a corresponding like you, you know like we made we in our civilian lives have made the zero one zero zero you know you run out of you run out of, who's the dude at walmart that was bagging it sometimes you just run out of ones and zeros it's just mm-hmm. one zero well it's like the it's like the classic there's a classic javascript example i think i have this right and it's point one plus point two is it equal to point three? And in JavaScript, it's it's false. And the problem is, is because underneath the covers, the processor can't actually do perfect base ten math, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it does it's all base eight or base. Well, it's ba- actually, it's technically it's two. It's technically two, yeah, two but yeah. we usually refer to it as base sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. Um, but um, but yes, it does base two math, and and it actually doesn't work out perfectly. You have like like a bunch of zeros, and then like you know like this trailing thing. So you have these computational problems. But um, he believes so when 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 the software, when music software processes a sound, it if if it were off by 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 that much rounding, you actually wouldn't notice it. The human here wouldn't hear it, right? And that's that's nice. The problem is, is that if the the information being sent to the sound card, which most people don't even know what a sound card is, is because it's is built a, onto all modern computers, it's all, um, it's all on board. This at is this a point. fun. This is a fun problem. Yeah, if you send it to the sound card, then uh, then the sound card has to interpret it. So it needs to be in the right format for the sound card. In this case, the software already has. The so, in this case, the the the, prog- the the app already has a flag to detect this type of hardware and to set the endianness on the way out to the card. So it's probably going to be a quick fix, which is the exciting part. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to spend three days of my life setting up a workstation. Right. Just well, because how often to prove that a Boolean flag fixes well, this problem. Right. How you can often, have an ES four hundred in your house. And why why wouldn't why wouldn't you want that? How often are you Well if you have how an often are you gonna run in into house, it? You know what I mean? Like this is probably this is an anomaly. And I'm sh- that I'm sure because just the cost of the the cost of the hardware that this guy is using and the setup this guy is using is probably significantly higher than the cost of most of the rigs that guys are running this LMS, and it's probably not going to be something that's ever going to happen again. It it's something that won't happen often, yeah. and when it does, the person searching the internet is going to love this guy. Because he wrote a bug on it, and right. and he will probably solve it himself. And it's kind of the whole mindset with this open source philosophy is that, yeah, he may have asked, reached out to the developers for help, but chances are he's going to fix it himself. There's probably a few lines of code, and he's going to fix it himself. So that's the story about the guy that bought the five thousand dollar workstation to use a completely free software that's not supported by any like <laughs> like pay stuff. <laughs> well, and again, it, it, it's. I mean, I understand the practicality of it, but I think that we, I think, I think we we have lost a lot of the character 
of what like having doing stuff with a computer used to be because you know when because even apple apple's Apple's still an Intel box. I mean, like, you know, it, it, it's, you know, be, there were, you know, like, there's some stuff in the mobile space, and that's why you, you like it, but even that's kind of consolidated down ridiculously quickly. Well, and I you think... Can say that, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, are you... It's a weird thing, because, Gunnar, you're a very DIY guy, mm-hmm. and I think that that is important. But I also think that if you spend... We, we developed all this tech. We developed things to be easier so that more people could access it. Is it not? Is it good to, to know how to fix stuff? Absolutely. Is it good to know how to get into the, some of the nitty-gritty? Absolutely. But like to get down to like the bare bones of what this guy is using here, it's almost well, counterintuitive to like why are we developing all this tech to make it, it easier? It makes me wonder what his job is because he must have a real reason to use this PC. And want- that I think is the most interesting. Let's say he works for a company like Gunner was describing that's trying to secure the booting of their systems. That money, that $5,000 workstation could pay itself off in the first year because they may be the only power machines that don't suffer from a data loss when there is a when, when they get hacked. He may work for an organization that has the money to protect that, and he just happens to use that same workstation for a hobby as well. We really don't know what his background is. Yeah. But it kind of reminds me of the right to repair laws with cars. It, it, well, yes, and this is this is kind of where this is where okay. I was going. Just as well. because you have the right to crack it open and repair it, and that they can't lock you out of it, doesn't mean that each person that buys a car needs to know how it works. And that's the interesting trade-off when it comes to computing: is you want the consumer to be consuming it, but you also want a service tech to be able to open up a manual and to be able to service it. And that's where this workstation ends up being the the coolest and stupidest thing that I would ever see in somebody's house. If I walked into somebody's house and they had a $5,000 Talos II sitting on their desktop, I'm going to be talking to them for hours. You're about to. You're about to be, it sounds like. <laughs> you're about to. You're going to walk into Gunner's tiny house. And... Can, I, can, I, can I go twice? Can I go twice? You're going to buy two of them? <laughs> Well, I don't want to, I don't want the one to get lonely. <laughs> I mean, like I already have weird shit. Knowing Gunner, he's going to buy the two thousand dollar motherboard kit, and he's going to have it like kind of running on his desk without without actually being in a case well, be, because he doesn't be, want to spend be, an extra three thousand dollars. Wire rack, sir. <laughs> a wire rack is Listen, that when cardboard. you get all your old wires and you no, turn them into a computer so, rack? Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, besides besides bullshit. 3d stereo gesture camera yesterday my other project was i resurrected a dual socket bp6 motherboard so just to give you it's not even ddr it's 120 yeah it's 128 megabyte sdr like sd ram dim Mm -hmm. it's a dual socket celeron box Mm -hmm. just for the just just for the lulls, mm-hmm. you, ju- you, know? you just did it just to say. You well, could do it, it. mostly because I bought it and I never actually did anything with it, and it it's was like getting a car. It what? It's like buying a car and putting two lawnmower motors in it. Well, no, because at the time, at the at the time, it was the. So this is Pent- this is Pentium three era Celerons. Mm-hmm. So I remember nineteen ninety ninety nine. Yes, like this is because eventually what it's going to do is it's it's, it's going in and it's going in a old gaming slash trash box. 
Because, I mean, you could try and do that stuff in DOSBox and VMware, but it's not really the same. This is kind of like the thing that I was touching on, though. So you spent all this time... <laughs> Working on something from that that was intended to work in 1999, as a as like a gaming kind of box. But when are you actually going to game on it? Because you've soon. got so many other projects going on. Soon. You are going to game. Soon. He never yes. will. Gunner, I'm sorry. Gunner, it takes has so much fun building. I think he'll play for 20 minutes and then find a new project. Well, actually, that and it's <laughs> mostly that um, through the the fucked up nature of my my personal network ecosystem i'm hoping that um whoever does attempt to eventually compromise it just gives up through sheer what the fuckery you know if if your tax returns enough gunner you could buy the talus with your tax return oh that's not happening it's not because it's not it's not because we're in a government shutdown no i mean i just i know that that's i i am not getting a refund gunner is this is the government shutdown temporarily over for, well, I guess for the moment, you know, we got uh, they 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 did a temper they did a temporary what continuing. Is it, was resolution. it a complete cave on the on the the administration side, or whether I know there's caveats as far as time is concerned. Like this is not a permanent fix. Like we need to revisit this by sometime in February. Um, it depends on how you define complete cave. If you listen to the language that uh, the commander in chief was using, um. He was attempting to bluster his way through, saying that it was that we never needed the wall and all this stuff. So effectively, he he, you know, it was about securing our borders. It was never really just about you know, it wasn't really about a wall. It was improved border security. Blah 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 blah. blah. And we do we do need we well, do need some more people well, down there. Here's the thing: uh, if that's the case, then yes, he then he, I'm then, people, then people, I'm cool, people, cool because I think a lot of people. So I'm like centralist leaning left maybe not like super left but eh, i'm centralist and I, and I probably have a little more liberal tendencies but like i think the i know this is just from personal experience in my thought when i think about it and I hear about the situation because once again i'm not going to go and fucking read every goddamn detail be, he threw, he uh, about he politicians threw, he threw a tantrum and um because of certain alliances that have been made in the past Everybody, everybody on his on his team had to go all in on it, you know, the poker bet. And the problem is that that it's there are people there are people who have lost their homes already. We're in the process of losing their homes. Oh yeah, it's not, the, it's not just the government workers; it's the contractors that are part of you know that are part of those dispensations. Because it's not like they get the money back. I I know, and it, and and it sucks, and and I feel and it, it, somewhat bad for those people. Or, you know. And the, and the big thing is, is that I think what what whether it sticks or not because we're so, we're very fickle. It has done you know marketing terms. It has done permanent damage to the brand because there was not a single there was not a single reasonable statement of like understand you know like we sounded the 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 the, the administration sounded fucking british because the british ruling class has always been like immensely out of touch like you know and you know part of that is like our media like kind of just like latching on to sound bites but when you hear when you hear people in the like leading western democracy talking about how grocery stores are going to let people borrow groceries 
yeah. during the shutdown. It's just like, yeah. what, food who banks, the fuck? <laughs> food banks opening around the country to assist federal employees who could not afford to buy groceries for their families. Yeah, but I <laughs> like, think that... That's fucking but, weird. But I also think the administration... <laughs> Well, it's because it's it's it literally everybody everybody who who is anybody who is in a public facing thing has not had to deal with human life in its general form in probably thirty to forty years, if ever. Well, in that, I consider that statement to be true. But another thing I found interesting before we started, you were talking about the the, the hazards that the shutdown was causing with the. Um, with the uh, air traffic controllers, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and well, because and again, like some of it was some of some of it they say it was working. So like, there were uh, a lot of issues with uh, TSA not being properly staffed, and you can get into the whole like so kvetching is, about. So TSA is federally funded. Yeah. I yes. thought that they were yeah. private. No, they're they're no, part they're, of the they're, the, they're, they're, they're part of the Department of Homeland Security. Okay, which is also why the Coast Guard was going without pay because yeah, they're said, their members. It of said that, that as there well. was a seven point six percent absentee. Uh, increase during the shutdown now this is the part that i don't necessarily understand is it because it's is it like fuck you government you're not paying me i'm not going to show up to work no because they fuck you government i don't know if i'm going to have a job tomorrow i believe they can i believe in the reagan administration they were kind of like there were i don't know if it was laws it was essentially like you're not going to not show up for work no no Uh so that's that's that is for air traffic controllers okay and um, the issue with that was is that they can't they can't just they can't just strike, right? Um, oh, they can't strike. That's it. I'm sorry. And, and you know you can show up. You can call out for cause. And the thing was is that like you can kvetch, but like we live in you know like we 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 kind of do live in a dystopia at this point because the main thing like one of the things that came up was that all these people were freaking booking time and so they had to work full time for no pay. If they wanted to maintain their job with these authorities, but then they're going out and doing full time fucking Uber stuff or gigs, you know, gig things on the side just so they can have enough money to keep the fucking well, lights on my, in the house. And this is why I think, like, from a from and, a broader perspective, and I, it's opinion, so it's not fact by any go, means, and I can't speak to everyone else. Some groceries. Did I feel bad for the government employees? A little, but a it doesn't affect me that much. B, I think there's a bitterness from a vast majority of Americans that don't have government jobs and pensions and shit like that. Well, you th- I, I, I think that's a big thing. When you think of government work or you think fucking you put your 20, <laughs> 30 years in and then you get fucking, you collect a pension and Social Security. Meanwhile, me, fucking Gunner and Trace are fucking kicking into a 401k that we hope stands up through, through like, you know, the next two or three the fucking other, failures. Want, of, the thing I, is, I wanna, is, how long were they shut down for? I mean, it, do they really need a food bank or they just don't, oh, no, they we're don't talking want months. to we're charge talking their card? At this point. Or do they just well, not no, it, want it, to they, charge they, their card? No, they've been through, they've been through two, they've been through two pay cycles. Okay. So it was, it was, it was over, a, it was over a month with no paycheck. I get that gunner. No, but and, what and I'm saying what is, is that if you look at how much you make in a month well, and you look at how much your credit card is maxed at, can you actually buy them food? And if you keep going to work, is the government backdating their checks because yeah, they showed yeah. up? Now, so well, in that case, what? Why the fuck aren't they showing up? No, just well, no, charge so, your fucking fee- Trace, food. 
charge your food, feed your family, try there to keep was, it cheap, eat some ramen noodles there and was some actually peanut butter no and jelly sandwiches There was for actually a of days. no guarantee that they were going to get back pay. No, you, you, okay, so um, you, you get to, No, no, no. I mean, There's like, no guarantee, but the, you knew the, they were going to do it. No, because the thing was is that the, the, the you know, and again, part of the posturing was is that, you know, and this like, the, 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 the issue is... There's also no guarantee they're going to keep their job when they don't show up for a month. That's true. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Would would you expect one of your guys to keep doing work for QZ? I mean, like, again, you, you're in a contracting gig, but if you were an hourly job, if you were a, month, you know, a, a regular salary job, would you keep showing up if the it's, boss was like, you know? The thing is, is that it's such a different scenario? Well, no, no, no but you're, you're, you, so this, and this, this, this is, again, perceived power is achieved power. You know, we're talking, we're talking like the, Part part of part of your part of uh, I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You know when you say that you know a lot of people are are fed up with or, you know a lot of people are resentful of. The I absolutely guarantee. think that there are there's no, a but, portion of people that are kind of like well, were that that didn't give a fuck until they started fucking with their travel plans and that's why this is such well, a big deal. Well, they, yes, yes. They pay but, they pay up the ass in taxes and they don't see a lot in return, so they probably have bad sentiments about. Yeah, because part workers. of their fucking taxes are paying those pensions for those fucking people that retire after twenty or thirty years and live for another fucking thirty years. There's right. de- there's definitely some resentment there, and I agree with Wade on that. But I also I I don't. If somebody doesn't get a paycheck, I sympathize with them. I don't care Absolutely. what they do. What I don't get is why why they walk why they would walk away. They know eventually the air traffic controllers got to keep planes going, right? Well, no, they but, know eventually they got to bring people back into into the workforce, I'm and to the, do that, gonna... they they have to they have to turn the shutdown off. So eventually. The shutdown's going to stop. Why would you not show up to work during that period well, of time? You, okay, so here, here, here's, here's, there's three things. There's three things really at work here, which is that one, the normal, the normal posture, the the the, the root cause of your, the the resentfulness as well, is that somehow this is guaranteed, and right. we live in it. We live, you know, what 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 this last one really shows is that. There are no guarantees, and you know, like again, we we, we most Amer most Americans cannot you know cannot a- afford a four hundred emergency a four hundred dollar emergency debt. You know, at least if you go by the the, the average survey statistic, you know, you, you're it, not. Here. What do you mean cannot afford it? Like they don't have the money in their savings account. Fine, they can charge that. Well, no, they they don't have credit, and I, I guess this is where this is where they all have credit. They all have credit. Every person has credit. They have a car that they don't own. They have a house that they don't own. Everybody has credit. No, I, I, but you're saying you're okay. So, but but there there are different there are different categories of credit. You're saying it's every one of their cards is maxed out. They got a ten thousand dollar credit card. Because they got an auto with one. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars on it, and they can only charge one dollar. I don't believe it for a second. I don't believe that. I don't believe that they can't they can't find a way to go to a department store and get some of the items that they need. They have target cards they have walmart cards they have amazon cards i don't believe that these people are fucking starving and they need a food bank i don't believe it for a second i don't believe that the average american can't go one month with with without food assistance i 
I just have a hard time believing this. And maybe it's maybe it's because of, of, of the area that I was raised in where my, my wife used to work in Casanova. In the Casanova Food Bank, people would be pulling up in fucking one-year-old SUVs getting food from the food bank. And that doesn't mean that people that don't have money can't drive nice cars. But guess what, hon? You're making a fucking $500 a month payment on that beautiful SUV, which is way nicer than what my wife drove. But you need to get food from somebody else? And it wasn't just one person. I mean, like 80% of the cars pulling in there were taking advantage of the food bank. Oh. So I, I have a hard time believing that these people going to these food banks really actually needed it. To me, it's more like it, it, to, to me, it's more like a community outreach, right? Hey, Wade, I realized that you're not getting a paycheck, and I'm going to make it a little bit easier on you by getting yeah, the food. Yeah, I, I think that I agree I with, with Trace on this. Um, Gunner, as far as the $400 thing, I, I actually side with Gunner on this because I do know a lot of people that just couldn't. But I don't think it's more of a food thing. I think it's like a rent thing. Like it's like, well, that, and yes, this it's like, like they'd have to worry fucking, about compromising their and housing. You're, you're, you're talking, you're talking like, but the, 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 it, the, it is, the, it is the, hard to charge your rent. I, that's true. But right? that being it's, said, it's hard to pay them. It's hard to pay your landlord with a credit card. I think this is more of a community kind of outreach where it's like, okay, we all like, we know we this sympathize. is a problem. So let's support right now yeah. to help these people out into that. I agree. It's not a dire. I don't believe it's a dire situation where people are fucking starving by any means, but I think people are, this is kind of a, let's, let's just help. Let's just take care of our neighbors. Right. Like let's, and, and I don't mind the, the, the food bank thing. And like, I, I sympathize for those people. Right. Because I, my concern is, if they are living check to check, they've maybe got a family, their one salary, which congratulations because it's very difficult to get to one salary um, in a household and be able to maintain it, specifically with kids. Actually, I don't even know if it's fucking possible. Um, I'm not sure if it's possible. Depending, you have to have a really, really great job, and people I mean, that have really, really great jobs I mean, aren't aren't typically got people that work for. I I I, just, I would like to, I would like to put it I would like to put an addendum. Yeah, go ahead. I would like to attach a caveat. Which is that, um, you know, again, unique life experiences and whatnot. Um, I think especially Trace and I, we are anomalous. Because we do we do all right in a very relatively depressed area. But our incomes in the DC, like the DC metro area... Do not any do not go anywhere near. Yeah, that's near, true. Near as far. No, you're absolutely yeah, that's right. True. You know, or or in these areas because the part the main thing. No, with the you're federal right. Government if there's an airport there, it's, metro, it's a metropolitan yeah, area. Yeah, and it's you expensive. know what? I forget about that. See, you say four hundred dollars though. The people that you're talking about in the DC metro area, their rent might be fifteen hundred, no, three thousand dollars. And I'm saying, uh, yeah, so yeah, 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 for them, they need we're, the we're, fucking meal they're, because they're doing. They're, it will they're have, doing what we do. It will cause a ripple effect, right? It will cause a ripple effect on their. On, on their entire year's finances, yeah, like not getting paid for a month would mm-hmm. wreak havoc. Like it's, I said, it, it, my yes, concern it's, it's, isn't it's necessarily a year's, it's a year's worth. Of, it's a year's yeah. worth of work to recover from. That. My concern yeah. isn't no, necessarily for these people. I'm the, with you. The food, it's it's the housing mainly because the cost of housing, cost of food everywhere doesn't change that too no, much. No. The cost of housing though is but a major. It, it, major yeah. In the U.S., the food doesn't change that much. Right, but, right. But, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, and it's like you just you got to come. You the rent's got to get paid. The mortgages got to get paid. They don't. They yeah. they're, they're not. Yeah. No, you're completely right. I mean, those like if you drive around, you drive around those areas, and you look at all of those houses, and they 
their rents are through the fucking roof. It's crazy. And you have to... Like, you, they could live in have, New York City for their fucking have, rent. But you have to be there. Because... You, well, well, because, you, yeah, you, that's you, where their job is. No, you're right. You're no, completely absolutely. right. And that's a lot of government jobs around D.C., so... And, and specifically, like, when I think of, like, AT... Like, not ATF, excuse me... Um, TSA workers, they don't make a lot of money. And I actually don't know if they get pensions. Like, I'm not 100% sure if that's the case. Um, I'm talking like IRS fucking agents and stuff like that. And again, you know, we can engage in hyperbole, but the Coast Guard didn't get paid during that. And that that is the first time in the entire history of the United States that an armed service, because the Coast Guard is part of the the armed services, whether you you want to go... No, but I mean, like I understand. I completely agree. But there's a smirk on my face. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's a perceived power moment where we have crossed the Rubicon, where we basically decided that we weren't going to pay. It's fucking hilarious because it's funny because we're we're stuck on a fucking wall, but a wall essentially for security, and we refuse to pay the. The, We're not paying the the people that are securing our premier border import interdiction service of the the United States. I I don't know. An employee of TSA um, claims that the pension plan is thirty four percent of the salary after twenty years wait. So I think they're just as good, well off as. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but their salaries they don't really make that much. From what I understand, TSA workers do not. Do not like kill it. That's a good point. Yeah. So thirty four percent of you know not making all that much is the fact is I don't I think this has become such a big deal because I think I think the TSA is the major point and I also think that if people don't start getting their tax returns now you're fucking with the public's money not with the government's money you know you're not not with the government employees money. Um, yeah, according to uh, Glassdoor dot com, the average. TSA employee salary is thirty eight thousand a year, so that's not much at all. And and and, the, and you have to think like that's thirty eight thousand dollars a year that they're working in an airport, which there are no major airports in little shithole, you know, backwater places where the rent is cheap. You know what I mean? So it's really not much, right? I wonder, but my I what I was kind of touching on first was they talked about this wall, not metaphorically. But as a legitimate giant fucking wall, that was super expensive. Right, right. If they had approached, I think with border security, we say wall, but we're really talking border security, which means beefing up personnel, investing in a technology. But you know why? Because the wall, the term, the wall, that's like the sales pitch for the whole thing. Yes, and I think it's also unfortunately what polarizes the topic. Oh, it is. Absolutely. There's been plenty of documentaries with previous uh, presidents explaining about how ineffective the, the wall itself was. But those same documentaries also explain how poor our border control is, where we actually don't have people to staff some of these buildings. And I, we might have talked about this on a previous episode, but like one of them showed if you wanted legal representation, you had to do it through Skype and the buildings don't have Internet. Yeah. These are serious problems, right? No, absolutely. You're detaining somebody. You you want to you you want to process them under under the you know the way that the U.S. law allows we you want to process, process them. But they have they have to use Skype, yet they don't have internet, so they got to hope that they can catch a cell signal. Like, what do you do? You bribe somebody to use their iPhone? What the fuck? It's 
we do need to beef up our border security. And frankly, I he's think that I think that you would find, and like I said, it's opinion. I think that you would find you would be able to get a good amount of support from the center, even from you know not the super left leaning, but from some left leaning people that would agree with beefing up border security and spending money on but, updating our technology and our rotted infrastructure it, on the border. If he sold it as border security versus the wall, when he sells it as the wall. His, the, the, the hardcore Trump fans, right, the ones that were really happy when he challenged Obama whether or not he was a legal U.S. citizen. The fuckboys, you mean. Sorry, that's opinion. We can, you can call them fuckboys. Um, but those— The, the, the birthers, the hardcore, dude, those were fuckboys. Those hardcore, people were fuckboys. The hardcore Trump, Trump, um, Trump supporters, I think they like the tagline. I think they like hearing the wall. Oh, and, absolutely, because build the wall was a chant. And when he's up for re-election— what was more effective, him fighting for a wall or him fighting for um, beefing up our border? Here's security? your problem: when you're, when you, he's backed himself maybe into a corner where if he doesn't, you know, get this wall built or whatever, the symbol is not there. But frankly, when it's time for re-election and you're looking at the fucking numbers and. Is the wall going to fucking matter? No. Is it? Can can you build on? I beefed up security. I got a deal done so that our borders are more secure. Like, yeah, did a wall not get built? But frankly, I think the fucking people that really are that concerned about a physical fucking wall. P.S. We've been digging under and climbing walls for fucking five thousand years now. Um, it shouldn't be important. What should be important, I think, what we should definitely. I think everyone can come to a conclusion is, yeah, we should be for border security. Everyone should be for that. Like, but building this giant, weird, like authoritarian wall, like you think like the fucking Berlin Wall when I think of the wall. You know it, what I mean? Like, it worked for the White Walkers. No, it didn't. <laughs> well, actually, no. Those fuckers, sorry, spoiler alert. Those fuckers jacked a dragon and destroyed it in a fucking second. But that was our so, fault. So, we shouldn't have given them so, a dragon. So, so spoilers. Uh, Tyr- Don't. Tyrion kills Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's border security. Um, what was the other one? Well, and, and even that, modern, even, uh, the, even the wall, like the, the see the pro the problem the problem is, um, there isn't any there isn't any leadership for America per se. There's just leadership for people who get to decide what happens in america i just feel like right now it's like the the the, the only quote-unquote uh, leaders are for fucking like fanatics for well, like no, extremists I, I, there's, I, there's I like no one so talking common sense we're, shit we're, right we're, now we're, we're we're you know and again you can say that some of it is just like freaking people fighting like i don't know if you've been paying attention to all the stuff that's been passing through the new york legislator recently like no. they 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 just they, <clears throat> they they just formally formally uh codified their abortion laws so that you know like yeah. basically we we we've legalized marijuana you know that they they passed a gay lesbian and transgender right protection act so you can't be fired and stay like i really like the you abortion know, you wanna, one is getting a lot of pushback well, right now. people, people Did you don't hear about that I, well, no, i've because, seen little shit on on facebook i'll see tidbits of it, it but i won't well, i won't but, dig but, into the fucking but, comments but, but, and but stuff. Some, some of yeah, it's, it's hyper you know and again without having without you know Let's let let let's do it live and not actually have the, the the verbiage of the law sitting in front of it. It's it's not a fundamental change from what happens now. 
But it's on the it's 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 not de facto, right? It's it's written down. That's the difference, right? Yes. Because because that, that's the way a lot of laws are. They're de facto. You somebody says, "Hey, what you did was wrong." You go to you go in front of a judge, and the judge gets to determine if it was wrong. And then people that are doing that have to use what the judge ruled previously as the de facto well, law. You know, it, whereas. If you actually write it down, okay, well, now this is what we've accepted as law. I, I, I think, I, I mean, like, again, there's, 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 there's no happy compromise. And I'm not saying that people are wrong to, like, there are, there are people that are not wrong to be upset about it. Well, nobody likes dead babies. I don't care who you are. But well, nobody no, likes dead babies, which is why it's a polarizing the, issue. The, 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 I think the more important thing, I think the more important thing to focus on is that it seems there's an awful lot of laws getting passed by the state, leg- at least like, you know, in the New York legislator, because they're getting ready for the night that dad doesn't come home from the store. You know, like, they don't try, like, there are laws getting encoded. You're, in the what state you're saying, of- are you saying that, 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 that the, um, the more, like, liberal side of the fence is trying to pass as many laws as possible before the conservative side of the fence uh, makes a federal law. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm saying that basically New York, New York, you know, and again, not conspiratorially minded. I, I'm saying that the, the that uh, besides bold pop, you know, because New York, New York, despite we say that we're a liberal state, but it's really just like New York City and down the down region and maybe Albany. Yeah, I don't even call us Central New York because there's nothing central about us. But except that the map is central, and on the map we're, we're centrally we're, we're, located. We're, we're, we're located in the Gooch of New York. Yeah, that that's true. But I don't know if your heart was located in your fucking knee, it would still be the most important part. It's you know what I mean. That would be the center, and everything would. If that dies, everything starts to die around it. New York City is the center of our fucking state, unfortunately. Politically, well, but it's the center of our state. But but it, I mean, I guess back to where it, it's that. I'm not talking like the country collapses kind of stuff. It's just that effect effectively we this goes back to that perceived power thing, which is that like, you know, there people administrations change, everything like that. I was ready to transition off this topic, Gunner. Okay, I'm sorry. You're, I know. You're making my patience thin. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know much about the the abortion law. I just read up a little bit on it. Um and I don't if we're going to talk specifically about it, that's fine. I, I don't. I don't. No, I'm not talking about because I, I guess. I guess where I'm going is that um, I think New York's preparing to go the California way, which is that when the Fed, when the Fed, you right. know, when the when the Fed's basically try and be like, "Fuck you, do it," you know, like basically so they can just, just they can said. tell them to fuck off. Yes. Yeah, it's what I just said. Yeah, they're right, and and it makes sense because if politically New York State as a whole, because the the big cities are obviously more liberal and the the areas that are not big cities are more conservative in New York so we're we're kind of a mixed bag. A lot of people wish New York City would just fall off. I feel like but I feel like that's the same in California. Yes. Not everyone is left. California's like, even crazier cuz yeah. they want to split into three states, right? right. We had our Cal 3 up. There's a, there's there's a healthy conservative population in California well, not the, in the center of the cities. You know, the the other thing with that <clears> is that that Cal 3 thing has a whole bunch of Russian money that's involved with it too. And I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, I know. So we had another um current event that we were going to talk about. I can't remember. Gunnar was going to talk about Venezuela. Oh yeah, Venezuela. Venezuela. Speaking of Russian, speaking, speaking <laughs> of, speaking of, we are going to get fucked that. up, <laughs> fucked up, booster clocks. All right, so I got to pull up. I got to pull up the thing again. 
I did. I did have it up previously. Come on, man. Start fuck? off. Start us off on Venezuela, Gunner. So Venezuela. Our All friend. the pressures on you right now. So. I did tell you that you would be talking about I know. this mainly. So um, I can I can start talking he, well, more about no, computers the, if you want. The, uh, so you know Venezuela, socialist state, everything. Hugo Chavez. You know, the, base. So Venezuela has been in like this long period of economic collapse due to just. Um, like, like monstrous amounts of inflation with, is what I've heard out of well, Venezuela. It, it, yeah, it, it, it went Zimbabwe, <clears throat> which is that um, it there was a whole. It was a socialist state, but it was a socialist state where the government basically did kickbacks on mass to Chavez's buddies to you know and bribes to keep him in power. Zimbabwe is the one where everybody's got like a million dollar yes. bill, right? Yeah. What what is the Zimbabwe thing? No, the Zimbabwe thing is that they, because Zimbabwe effectively did the same thing with, with where uh, Robert Mugabe mm-hmm. um, just threw out everyone that actually like kept kind of the economic end. You know, it was a, it was it was social right. Like South Africa kind of has the same problem too. And there's at least with South Africa and, and Zimbabwe, there were like longstanding ethnic tensions mm-hmm. where um, you know like they're they're displacing. Um, historical white you know white farmers turning the land over to either like uh patrons or buddies or eventually it gets sold off to some like chinese whatever concern because the guys that they turned it over to can't actually run a fucking farm but um venezuela's big thing was oil and um Robert Mugabe or and, uh, uh, Hugo Chavez was able to paper over, paper over a bunch of this stuff as long as oil prices were relatively high. And what happened is when fracking base when fracking came online in the United States, the guts of that the guts of that whole arrangement kind of like collapsed. Which is also when you start seeing Russia get very antsy about what they're doing because we got stuff pulled out. So Hugo Chavez died. Um, a, 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 a guy by the name of Nicolas Maduro took over as the next president and in the midst of all this there's been this like long standing like emergency where people you know like foods foods not getting to the shelves powers intermittent medical care is not available you know it's like all black market you know it, it's it's sketchy stuff for well, what amounts to what, what was a modern country and um he Effectively, you know, Maduro. Uh, there was a, there was an election uh, last year that was very questionable, and he basically, you know, like 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 he he won in violation of the terms that were laid out in the Constitution. Said that he was still president, you know, like just just he said I'm pre- I'm president, I'm coming in. And when Congress challenged him, basically he said, "Well, I'm not. I'm not unconstitutional. You're unconstitutional." And he said he refused to recognize the validity of the Congress of Venezuela. And as a result of that, um, they had the uh, the member of the the leader of the opposition party who said, you know, basically the was it uh, what did I pull up? Juan Guaido. Uh, said that by the terms of the election and the you know the, w- 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 the results of the election and by the terms of the constitution, he was president of Venezuela, not uh, Maduro there. And 
a whole bunch of other countries basically are recognizing Guaido as the legal president of Venezuela as opposed to Maduro's organization. And now, now there's a power struggle. Now there's a power struggle. And in the meantime, in between time, part of what propped up the Venezuelan ruling class was Russia buying a whole bunch of city because uh, what is it? Sitco? What's who's the S I T G the the gas station? Yeah, Sitco. So Sitco is a Venezuelan petroleum company. Russia, or I should say, Russian oil companies bought a controlling interest in Sitco. As basically, they were doing they used it as collateral because they were dumping loans into the Venezuelan government to prop it up, and that's part part of this too. Is that so? Um, we're sticking our nose in the middle of this dispute with Venezuela. And in the meantime, in between time, Russia just flew a whole bunch of long-range, uh, what is it, the Tu-60. Long-range bombers. Well, yeah, they're, 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 they're like kind of are the equivalent of the B-2, you know, like they're, for, they're for fucking with stuff. But, uh, you know, and they will neither confirm nor deny, deny that they have nuclear ordnance on board. With them, but yes, because they have they they have a basing slash air airfield sharing arrangement with Venezuela, but they're kind of sticking their nose in the middle of it because they want to secure the assets that they had securitized as part of the loans that they gave out to. Yes, Sitco's owned by the cousin of Hugo Chavez. Yes, it's 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 it's. <laughs> It's well, you know, no, and, and and actually, this kind of goes, yeah. And I, 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 I promise I won't reference back. It's, you know, we we've done we've done a lot of super dickery things down down south from the the Monroe Doctrine and stuff like that. Having said that, if you didn't want to say the wall, if the wall wasn't just a horrendously racist thing, and more like an actual defense structure, because as these economies collapse and as climate change kind of, you know, yeah, they're going to be moving fuck, here. They're going to be running through here. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you're going to you're going to need people at the border too to, to to watch that. But yes, if you have you know, Patton and the concept of fixed fortifications is the foolishness of men. But yeah, we. We are gonna. They're gonna be. There's gonna be massive displacement. And the thing is, is that even if you want to ha- to, to handle it reasonably, you are going to have to put a stopper on that that or a flow control mechanism on that. Mexico is not going to be able to deal with this problem. It is going to. It is going to dump into to the United States. Do you think? And do you think we'll just take them over? Take Mexico over? Yeah. Um. I mean, from uh, other they than the have fact some stability largest... issues with their government. Yeah, anyways, but they right? have resources that we care about. Well, no, and, and from 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 a realistic standpoint, um, I mean, like you know, most people get in, most people get into the United States through airports or ports, anyways. Uh, land transit is actually not that big an issue, and from a like an actual securitization standpoint, it'd be much more efficient to build a wall across Mexico's border on central america than it would here but you know we're we're not a partner and we'll, we'll see how that goes like i don't think the united you know from from a strategic perspective the united states is not actually in a position to secure quote unquote mexico because we just don't have enough we, we, well, we don't the, have enough here's the have here's the tough thing with that the, we don't have enough meat on the feet as it were it's difficult to and it's difficult one, to use it it's super, it's, 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 it's difficult to use slaves <laughs> if they're your own people. Like, it's really tough to justify. Mexico, we have slaves. 
Right. Like, you laugh, but those fuckers work for pennies yeah. to make mass- a massive amount of the textiles we have in this country. It's slave labor. If we were to all of a sudden take over Mexico and made them all citizens, we'd have to pay them minimum wage at, at the minimum, which we could not afford. Or we do some weird stuff like we just say they're not a state and... I mean, we do that with Puerto Rico, but they're all protected citizens, and they all have to make minimum wage. Like it's not a they. They're a federal Puerto Rico's, a, we, Puerto Rico's a weird. Like, <clears throat> yeah, that's weird. They, they get some government stuff, but not all, right? Well, yes, because it, I would actually have to ask my sister about. She's Cass, not Cass, Excuse me. Brittany lived in Puerto Rico for like three years, so I don't. I'm pretty. There may not be a minimum uh, wage there. No, that's good. Uh, you know, the, Puerto Rico is a protectorate, so it kind of it's kind of like you know, like, there's a whole bunch of these weird legal classifications for territorial possessions in the United States, and seven twenty five. So, th- yeah, that's which is it's a state minimum wage. Okay. Yeah, it's a state minimum wage. So since that's state by state, I don't know if does the federal government have anything to do with the state's minimum wage? No. No. So no, that might be a bad so. example, Wade. Okay. Um, it's actually it's actually one of the things that they we they they kind of like it comes up in the house and then nobody really ever commits to it because there is no such thing as a federal minimum wage, I believe. Right. Um, no, I think there's a federal minimum wage. Well, but or it might be re- it might be really really low, and they just never they never bump it up because it's an, it's it's an issue. Yeah, as we look stuff up, but yeah, as as we try turning Mexico into Puerto Rico, um, so uh, when you talk about Venezuela going through this crazy uh, uh, inflation problem, mm-hmm. what does that mean to us? You know, like I when I think about when I think about the countries, I know it means things for Venezuela, part, part, but part. what does it mean for the United States? Because you know, like when I remember when the tsunamis hit Japan. Um, some of the computer costs went through the roof because Japan was the primary supplier of hard drives, and each computer needed a hard drive. What is Venezuela's? Um, what does that mean to us? What does that mean to the global economy? So, um, the again, uh, Venezuela's biggest. So they used to be an agricultural agricultural exporter that has just kind of completely fucking dried up because it's just too expensive to make food in the country at the moment. Well, farmers get fucked. I mean, in fucked. this country, well, farmers you, get well, fucked. No, no, but but so um, the other thing is, is that uh, Venezuela, uh, its pri- it, its primary market it was selling oil to mm-hmm. was the United States. Because so oil is oil the biggest problem that we would see out of uh, well, Venezuela? Uh, whether, and, uh, well, because it, it's this weird thing because um, effectively Ru- Venezuelan oil sources resources are controlled by Russian petro companies at this point, you know, which are effectively extensions of the state, you know, whether you want to you get tomato tomato. So does but that mean that we're, we, the oil prices won't suffer from this inflation well, because they're under another country's control? Well, it's more that effectively. Um, or does it mean that the oil will allow the economy to spiral further and further out of control? Is it, a, it is it, it the it, deal it, of this? You got in bed with Russia. Now they run your shit. Now they dictate to you what you're what they're going to pay for your oil. Well, yes, because really, because the other thing is, is that um, China. You know, again, it's this it's this weird because there's really only like three three players. You know, you can talk about like Saudi Arabia and Aramco and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. oh, actually, yeah. So which no, is like forty percent of the world's oil supply. Well, they they well because the other thing is that the Saudis lie. 
like nobody actually knows. Nobody knows, right? Yeah, nobody they, knows. They, which is why, which is why Apple is considered the, the, the having the most worth because they we we know what they tell us and they're publicly traded. Well, there's 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 questions on what the actual because like part of part of the valuation is based on like it, it's like you could do this work in the future, like you know there's there's like the the there. Um, Venezuelan oil production has like plummeted catastrophically during l- this this emergency period, which is like kind of perpetuated the, the the funding difficulties and stuff. Um, the United States is the only one, the only country that has refineries that can actually work on Venezuelan oil. Although China was, China was working on building some in their country, mm-hmm. but then they sold all their assets to Russia. Oh, and then well, no, I'm saying like the Venezuelan, the Venezuelan state basically turned over huge swaths of their oil infrastructure over to Russia, and Russia basically is attempting to put the brakes on China as much as possible because China is going to take Siberia. China is just going to take Siberia when they when they have enough money. Well, they've always been rivals, right? It's the yes. next door neighbor, it's the kid next door. Yeah, and, and you know, and again, it's safe because you have. Saudi Arabia and Aramco, but the thing is, is that like that 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 there is kind of a horse sense that um, Saudi Arabia does not have actually that much oil left, right? And that's part of their diversification. And you know, like again, you don't want to be one thing because you end up like you end up like Venezuela, so where your primary economy is ridden by a resource that like. So I'm not good with politics or global economics or any of that stuff, and, and frankly, it bores me a little yes, bit, I, but that's I, only I, I because I'm bad at it. Um, but one thing that blew my mind with the when the Olympics were in Canada was, you know, they were Canada made some mistakes, and people made fun of them for some of the mistakes. Like one of them is they played uh, the Borat theme song for yes. when Kazakhstan came out, which was a huge problem. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty big. That's a pretty big insult to an entire country. Um, but what one of the what one person said was one of the the newscasters said was he said well, Canada has about the population of California, so for them to host an Olympic event, it's a it's a completely different thing. It's like the state of California hosting the event with no help from the other states, right? So when the United States does the Olympics, they have more resources. Venezuela has about the same population as California too. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to me to hear about like to hear about like the economy in Venezuela be a problem where its its population is about the size of California and but it has like this global impact. Is it mainly an oil thing? Is this mainly an oil conversation every time they get brought up or is there more? Um it, well because it, 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 it was an oil thing. Uh it was So, you know, again, we're we're Americans, so we kind of like live in our own, you know, we live in our own sphere, and people kind of bag on us, but it's also like people who bag on us don't really appreciate how fucking huge, how fucking huge and involved our yeah, country is. Absolutely, because just because we all speak relatively the same language, it's like mm-hmm. we're fucking fifty, we're fucking fifty countries, right? Stapled. Hey, don't leave Puerto Rico out. To, well, in a protectorate, in a couple protectorates, in a few protectorates, but although it, to be fair, DC isn't a state. But, but you know, like we're we're fifty, like we're a pretty decent accumulation of very differing cultures, kind of stuck together. You know, I mean, like you're from Texas. You know, you go to Texas and you're from New York. You are you are not 
you know if you if you're white it's kind of okay but you're still you're still like you are still like a foreigner in a different place and um venezuela was actually a relatively developed country you know like they had their, we had our fucking political intransient i mean like it's kind of like argentina like argentina was very like European development levels at one point and it's just like it's been through this whole fucking history of weird political fuckery and stuff like that like you know is that really what it comes down to because like I don't know I I, again I don't know that much about global economics but like you know if I type in Venezuelan GDP into Google yes you can see that it's quadrupled in the last 20 years Mm -hmm. what does that mean well so does that mean they grew faster than they were supposed to? Is this a normal curve? And for some reason, they're always being um, related to, 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 to Chile and Colombia, and I don't know why. Is that just because, like, Colombia neighbors with them? Well, they're, they're, not, they're, they're in that, but they were also... They were also um, so they tried to uh, do a... So very, very much... Um, the problem, the, the thing, in, the thing in South America is that you have these states that are always trying to kind of boost themselves up. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, we just have we just have Canada, the United States, and Mexico. Mm-hmm. And you know, not that anybody's and not that anybody's lesser in that relationship, but the United States is always the one kind of like driving the agenda of North American defense or something like that. You know, like we're, we we kind of set we 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 kind of set the agenda and we'll we'll bully pulpit our way through things. But in South America, you have multiple countries kind of jockeying for position to drive what's going on in the the area. So you had Argentina, who was the big one there for a while. You have Brazil, which is like kind of had like two or three collapses of violent military dictatorship you know democracy you know but the 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 the, the brick i don't know if you remember the brick thing or is uh brazil russia ireland and china or india and china which was the the develop you know actually it was two bricks because it was bri bri but these are the developing economies you know like uh you know and russia kind of had it fell off the tracks but venezuela chile and colombia were countries that had come out from relatively violent periods and had kind of like done this loose aggregation of we're allied, we're allied with each other. Let's try and you know like we're 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 allied with each other because none of us individually is as strong as Brazil or Argentina. But if we if we do this together, we can kind of decide we can we can if we present a united block we can not get bullied around by these other country, you know, these other countries in South America. Um, but when Chavez got into power and went full like crazy Mugabe socialist, you know, like it, it kind of broke down. It broke down that alliance. So yeah, their whole thing was is that they've just been dumping oil on the market. They've been dumping oil on the market on whole, and as long as oil prices were high, they could. They could, and, and they may, could. I mean, is this just really? Shit. Is this just really like a bunch of economically depressed portions of the world that are fighting for like 
they're fighting for their slice in the global economy because like I yeah. mean like I said I don't know that much but like Canada's gross domestic product is w- like over 1 trillion mm-hmm. and they have about the same population of Venezuela. Yes. Is this really what's going on is that it's it's this war and even like like you talk about Russia, even Russia's GDP Russia's, you go Russia's back twenty years, Italy, and it was about what Venezuela is now. Yes, and now it's close. You know, now it's over a trillion. So, is that really what's happening here? The countries are fighting for you know a slice of of of, of the trade market in the world, and when Venezuela, uh, because. What's interesting about the Venezuela GDP is it, all of the charts stop at twenty fourteen. Oh, because they stopped reporting. Oh, is that what happened? Well, no, because that that's he he they you know it's the. The numbers can't be the numbers can't it's, be bad if I don't if I well I I, I don't say I the don't number say. the numbers that people are speculating are half that of what it was in 2014 yes. like it is plummeting. Well, and the thing is, is that part of the the other issue is is that um you have you have two things which is that um oh shit I think we you remember the vi- so there's a there's a dude on YouTube called CCP Gray. And he's the one who did that video, Humans Need Not Apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Great video, by the way. Well, there's there's another one, and it was basically the rules the rules of surviving as a dictator mm-hmm. and why they fail. Okay. And part of it is um, the where Venezuela is getting tricky now is that um, why their GDP is plummeting is that it's, it's twofer, which is and why they stopped reporting. Which is that it's this twofer, which is that global oil prices crashed or, you know, like basically like plummeted after the fracking stuff, you know, the Saudis were trying to put the screws to people. There was like weird stuff with commodity investing. But when when we brought fracking online on mass in the United States and the cold, you know, like the. Yeah, what you're talking about is 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 mining natural gas. Using hydrofracking. Well, they, they were they were they were doing oil. They were doing oil extraction with fracking, hydrofracking. Yeah, which the, is uh, where... the Saudis dropped. So the Saudis did two things. They, they fucking... a dropped the cost of a barrel because like the cost of a, to get a barrel of oil out of the ground with fracking here in America is like eighty something bucks. The Saudis dropped their barrel prices to like fifty something, mm-hmm. which that majorly impacts the global in price of oil because they they they. they own such a large share of it yeah it's like walmart dropping the price on something right so what that did is anybody that was what this is why diversifying your portfolio whether you're a country or whether you're just you is important because if all you do is oil and that's Mm -hmm. what you followed and all of a sudden the price of your goods drops by 30 to 40 percent you're fucked right 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 i guess that makes sense but it's also that um Part of why Venezuela is having so many like fucking just keeping people fed and lights on issues mm-hmm. is that they're in the middle of this. Okay, we can't sell oil for anywhere near that we we had. Um, the the cost of these programs to kind of like pop up popularity, they burn through all of like their throwaway cash mm-hmm. doing these these socialist pop up programs. Because there was never any, it was it was it was bribe money. It wasn't like they built infrastructure to kind of keep the to keep these things going. Um, but it's also um, they had to borrow a shit ton of money. Actually, that's part of the twenty fourteen. The Venezuela hasn't paid any of its bonds. It hasn't paid anything on its 
response a wall you know, like the, the, there's kind of like, like russia was the only ironically not going back to other topics russia were the only people who would lend them money <laughs> after 2014 i don't know what that is. <laughs> so, so bitch but, give me that rig um but it's it's this thing where they have all these they have all these loans and the problem is is that you know like it's one thing to tell fucking Wall Street that I'm not going to pay my bonds back it's another with a guy who can just fly a couple nuclear strike bombers to my country and be like hey I'm just going to park these here uh, yeah but here's the deal like ultimately <laughs> I and I agree with you kind of but ultimately you're going to nuke fucking Venezuela you're not like you're uh, not no. Russia's not going to do that no no no, no well n- n- one, it's kind of a posturing thing, but it's, it's an two, absolute it's, posturing it's, it's, thing. But it's also that it's kind of like with um, when they stuck their nose in Syria, because they have they they have a long-standing strategic interest in maintaining that. Because Venezuela is also the port that they base, you know, like not that they do transoceanic operations very often, but you, you know, it's 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 again stupid geopolitics. But 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 I guess going back to your thing is that. Uh, Maduro and the whatever they have to keep bribing the army to, to to do what they want. Well, there's and that's you know that that that's part of it too. Is that like the 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 you you have this like you have this pl- you have this drop on what their primary currency that they you know the primary thing that they sold for hard currency to keep the keep the country running. They had to borrow a shit ton of money from people who don't have a concept of renegotiating financial arrangements. They just literally sold, they, they, you know, they sold pieces of the country to it's, another country. It's like, the, it's like that TRX guy where a Chinese company ripped off his product and sold it for like a third. Yes. Like, how do you survive when, how do you survive when your product has been devalued? Hmm? Like, how do you, Everything that you've done in your life is based on a certain value of a dollar. And what happens when, you know, when somebody devalues the only product that you have mm-hmm. by, you know, 60%, how do you survive? I don't you, know. You, you, the, co- the, cost, the, cost, the cost of existing doesn't change. It's, you almost, you you almost need to be in. a self-sufficient nation. You need to, but you can't be a self-sufficient nation over, overnight, But right? yes, if you well, did, not if when you, you, if not you, when you stop exporting shit, not when you stop all well, your agriculture, at least with the agriculture, if they had kept that going, they could feed their fucking but, people. But yes, right. and this, is, this, is, this again is that they, the, 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 they hollowed out, they went all in on this one thing, and now, and in fairness, they went in on that too long, and it was shit luck. They gambled and they fucking lost, and that's what the truth is, and that sucks. You know, when I hear about like the regime and Maduro and this and that, like there are two sides to that story. Like, yes, ultra socialist. Yes, uh, you you can make a lot of arguments, but there was free healthcare in that country. Mm-hmm. There were uh, the literacy rates went from one ninety one percent to ninety seven percent. Like there are stories there where the regime mm-hmm. did good. No, you know no, what I mean? And, and it's 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 not like the the country's completely it's, like it's, this guy won't leave. It's like no, there is no, a fucking civil no, divide but, there. But but and and again because part of you know uh, Bolivia uh, Bolivar, who is kind of like the guy the 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 the, 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 the you know a very controversial figure. But you know the, the the fermenter the fermenter of many independence movements in South America, like you know because the, the big thing you got South America was almost all colonial possessions, sure. Of various Euro, various funny speaking European countries. No, I get it, but so and are we. 
Well, no, but, but like we, we we were primary an English colony. I mean, like we have we had French territories yeah. and stuff like that. You know, and they had, but yeah, like South America was all Portugal. There Spain, were some Spanish territories here as well. You know, but, but, but well, yes, but you know, primarily it was Portugal, Spain, uh, some like weird territory, like um. Brussels is Brussels in Portugal? No, Brussels is in Belgium. Belgium, like Belgium, Belgium. How the fuck do you have a? Colon- <laughs> How are you colonized by Belgium? <laughs> yeah, but um, it's 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 always been kind of just fucked up because you know the border the borders were dr- the borders were drawn by people who didn't live there. It's been this you know it's been this kind of. Repeated series of overthrowing of a previous and, and but yeah, and the thing was is that part part of that alliance where you talk about Colombia, um, what was the other Colombia, Chile, Chile was Chile yeah Chile but you know like that 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 crew was that they were they were trying to do the right thing. And on, you know, like you know, the pop, you know, you, unfortunately, it's the kind of the corruption that comes from doing doing a strictly populist thing, because like South, you know, South American politics is a, is 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 a repeated story of I try and do the right thing, and then I become, you know, like I live long enough to you become the villain. Become the villain. And that's and that is kind of how it goes. It's why there needs to be turnover. It's why there need to be terms because you can't give one per- person absolute power for an absolute an absolute amount of time. It will corrupt absolutely, right? Like mm-hmm. absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's why, yeah, do we shit on America? Do we do we do we here in America shit on our own politics and our own system like that? Trust me, it could be way worse. Um, but that being said, it's we could live in they Vermont. they didn't diversify. They got rich, and then they didn't cash out when they should have, and looked to other things. They stayed on it for whatever because, frankly, the people that were in power for so long kept getting rich and kept you know doing whatever and hoarding the riches, and that's and that's kind of the problem. It's why you want to try to stay diversified as far as that goes. Um, you know, it's it's sad. You never want to see people starving in the streets. You certainly don't want to see people dying in the streets, you know, rioting, war, and stuff like that. But it's a civil kind of situation, and they're fucked, man. They're going to have to, they're going to go through some really, really harder times than this, I think, before they get their thing back on track, you know. And the fact is, is that they're in bed with Russia, and if they get in bed with America, which I'm sure there's the other faction, there's a faction in there that wants to so that we can help them out with aid. They're never going to be able to turn it around because they're always going to be taken advantage of by whether yeah, it's no, China, pro- whether it's Russia, it's whether it's proxy- America. They, they've surrendered. They've surrendered into being a proxy state. Right. Exactly. And that's sad. But what about Sitco? <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, I guess I, their gas is so delicious in my car. Well, actually, did does burn does burn because burn was a Sitco station for the longest time. Is it, did they did they end that relationship? I don't know. I do not know. Burn dairy. I have no idea. But give us well, a call. They, you just but, pour milk. Call in. You just get you just get the milk and put it in your gas tank. Yes. That's this point. This point. The milk hard. engine. Biodiesel, <laughs> powered by cows. Unfortunately, instead of the muffler, it moves when you drive. It's like one continuous move. It, it isn't like individual ones. It's just one long one, and it sounds like the weirdest, creepiest sex. Burn sex noise dairy. Moo makes you move. I brought me. 
<laughs> cue the cue Lazarus. Goodbye, horses. All right, I suck at global economics and stuff like that. Um, another topic we were thinking about talking about today, although we're sh- we're running out of time, so I don't know if it's good to start with. It was uh, music. We could talk a little bit about it. We got 18, 18 I, minutes. I, I, I could I, burn 18 minutes on I, music. I, I fed 50 mobile rap albums into this Google but algorithm. The, well, the interesting is thing is, though, we all have very we – all, we all like a bunch of different music, but we all definitely have our own kind of styles that we're comfortable with. I think probably you can – we all appreciate hip-hop, but as far as listening to more, the most hip-hop, I'm probably the hip-hop guy. Um, Trace – Ah, you're you're probably more the the more general. I'd say probably like, well, it's weird because you like you like some com- kind of obscure bands like they might be giants and things like that. They might not be giants or not that obscure. They're pretty obscure. I'd say they're they're not they're not hot obscure and that people don't like people are originally they are because dog, of tiny tunes. Dog. Yeah, hot they're they're obscure dog. because they the any any hits that they've had quote unquote hits. I mean, I don't think they've ever been number one, but any hits that they've had were because of their placement on TV shows. Right. Like, um, I remember when Malcolm in the Middle came out and the You're Not the Boss of Me Now song was on the radio. I was kind of excited because I was a They Might Be Giants fan and they finally had a hit on the radio. But before that, like you said, it was like Tiny Tunes. They did the um, the episode with the, uh, which it, it's a cover, but the Istanbul, not Constantinople song. Yep. I th- believe that's a Four Lads Particle song. Particle Man. I have that right? Three Lads? I don't know. I'm probably butchering, and I apologize. But that's a cover. Um, yeah, Particle Man. I don't know if that's an original or not. I, I believe that's it is. original, and that that's a cool track. And they did. Uh, I think they did one more song on that. Um, Ooh, did they on that uh, on Tiny Tunes? But I can't think of it. Um, oh, also, Istanbul, Constantinople is a long time gone. Yes, they also did. Um, um, if you watch, if you ever watched Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, once in a while, there'd be a TV show playing, and they would do the song for the kids' show that was playing. So one of them was the uh, "The Sun Is a Massive Incandescent Gas," which they actually a couple of scientists argued with them. They didn't do the Big Bang Theory. The Big no, Bang? that's um, that's Barenaked Ladies, I think. Yeah, I think Is Wade's it? right. Um, I think Wade's Power right. Power of the internet. Keep talking, gents. I will confirm uh, the facts. But shortly. the the interesting thing about the sun is uh, right. is is a gas a, a massive incandescent gas song is th- scientists actually argued with them and they're like no it's not gas it's plasma so they ended up rewriting that song the sun is a gasma of incandescent plasma um, but that just gives you an idea how obscure they are i mean anybody who can sing about science is on the obscure side bare naked ladies did the theme okay, song for big bang theory that's when you in, say you're well, right actually, here you go. songs incorrectly attributed to they might be giants well, let's 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 admit. I would say that we'd have to classify them as obscure because if you had not watched Tiny Tunes, you you would probably never inter- intersect. Or I'm sorry, Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. But if you had never watched them, you probably you probably would have never right intersected with them. And, and even if you watched it, why would you care about who sang the song? Right, it's just a theme song. It's not something that right. you'd consider them one hit wonders at that point. Like you wouldn't actually know who they are. Uh, I actually really started liking them uh, in the late '90s. There was a college station out of Rochester, New York, and it was a it was a um, it, so it was a uh, I believe it was like a 
like a publicly funded thing, right, where they did like fundraisers and stuff, and it was volunteer workers and stuff, and uh, they would play some really interesting music, and one of them was uh, a They Might Be Giant song called Dr. Worm, and it was just a song about a worm that played the drums, and I just thought it was such a cool premise that these guys made an entire song about a worm that plays the drums. It doesn't even make any sense. I don't even know how a worm would play the drums. Right. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so I was kind of big into them. Not so much anymore. They did play in Buffalo, but I was sick that weekend, so um, I couldn't go. And, Wade, you just didn't get the day off. Yeah, I had to work. We were all going to go see them. Yeah. And we didn't go. But, uh, yeah, my, I'd say I have more of a general um, music taste. One thing that I don't particularly care for, and it causes conflict between me and my good friends, is I don't really like to listen to music that's 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 old. Which, like the oldies, like the fifties and sixties and seventies, or how old will you go? How old will you go back to classify old? I, I don't punch you in the dick if you listen. To I don't Creed's like clear water. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it's, timeless music is okay, but I think that a lot of people believe that their genre that they grew up with is timeless. So you don't like the eighties music? That is what you're saying. There's a lot. There's a lot of the eighties music that is timeless, but there's also a lot of the eighties music that absolutely is not timeless. See, I love the I, non-timeless eighties music, like the stuff that would not translate, like oh. like Flock of Seagulls, like uh, like uh, Send Me an Angel. That's kind mm-hmm. of obscure. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I would I would say that probably um, the Killing Joke falls. Although they they he did a weird thing where he went from like. Full on eighties Gretsch like tweedly guitar to doom metal kind of thing. So I'm not sure if it's this. And sometimes the time that something getting timeless is just a matter of it being used in the right context. You know, like um, how do you uh, feel about Peter Gabriel? Like Napoleon Dynamite was a good example, right? And I think Time After Time was in there. Once you see this that dance scene, that song will always be. If you if you didn't grow up with the song, you'll remember it because of Napoleon Dynamite, and yeah, a lot of that stuff happens. That's actually I'm glad you talk about Napoleon Dynamite because I definitely um, and it's still music, but it was a weird movie in that it seemed like that the place that Napoleon lived, wherever in Idaho, was stuck back in the late 70s, early mm-hmm. 80s, maybe mid 80s, but I, it was I, taking place it in was, modern time. Right? It, it was no. it was like. It was like Stranger Things before Stranger Things, but it was modern time shot, which is a very interesting premise. There's actually a new show right now on Netflix called Sex Education, and they have a lot of those strange themes where you can tell it's modern day because they have cell phones, but their clothing um, is very, very 80s, uh, maybe even 90s. But the other thing is tough is that it's in, it's, I believe the show's based out of Britain, and Britain's culture may be slightly shifted. You know, the 80s attire might be more popular there. Um, nah, Britain's usually pretty hip. They're probably in a maybe in a retro phase. I mean, I wouldn't... No, you're right. You know, I watch... Um, it's a terrible show. It's junk TV, but they there's a show called 100% Hotter, and they actually, you know, try to dress people up modern day. And you're right. They are. They're very, they're, they're very similar to us in style. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Napoleon Dynamite did a good job of pulling off that... It, but isn't that a good? Don't you do a good job as as a director when you can pick out clothing that will kind of resonate with the new audience and resonate with the old audience? It, it, it was I, Napoleon Dynamite. Those I feel is kind of an boots. anomaly because it was fucking weird mm-hmm. because that was so 
offsetting. Have like, you seen Nacho Libre? I've not seen Nacho it's Libre. It's terrible. I mean, it's, whatever. It's, it's a movie, but it's terrible. And you could tell it's the same. Uh, it's I believe it's the same writer and producer, and it's got that same awkwardness to it. But it. it it doesn't do it properly. There's something about Napoleon Dynamite that just hit everything on the mark from, uh, you know, the main character. What's his name? Um, Napoleon. Yeah. Oh, you mean uh, Hedder? Uh, is it James Hedder? Herder or something like that? I think is the main character that plays Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. I, I'm just nodding my head because I think you're really close. Um, Gunner, do you know? I don't you know. just looked up. I don't know. I, know. I wasn't looking at I wasn't looking at the app. Thought. <laughs> um the, the girl there, uh, the designs by Deb or whatever. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what that actress's yeah, name I was. I don't think she's done a whole lot, but she was such a good role for that uh, for that character. The, the 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 uncle there, Uncle Rico. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Rico, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, um, the brother. Kip. And, yeah, and him being so socially awkward, but still landing like 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 La a serious relationship not with La, La Fonda. Me, yeah, but not as much. But the fucking moon boots, like the, no that idea. detail, him dancing on stage with moon boots, such an interesting thing. like Jamiroquai, which was like a mid to early 90s kind yeah. of weird phenomenon on its own. It's a, it was everything it was in luck? that movie should make that movie a piece of shit, but it's yeah. a great movie. Do you think it was luck? I mean, I like, don't know. I remember how two scenes, three. <laughs> the first of all, I mean, feeding the fucking... What, was it Lama's a llama or an alpaca? Tina? What was it? I think it was a llama. Each, a llama. Each ham, Tina. Yes, e- feeding it, feed, what were they feeding it? Like mac and cheese or ham and cheese? Ham and, I don't know what it was. It was a casserole, Hec- though. Hec- Hec- they were G- baking a casserole for their... So Hector Jimenez was Pedro, who was the guy who's also in Nacho Libre. Oh, okay. Um, the, 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 the feral street thief mm-hmm. who became his best minion. What about Napoleon? What's his name? Oh, That's the one we were talking about. Oh, You're a bad researcher, Gunner. He wasn't researching before. He got fucking <laughs> bored with the topics and started looking something up on his cell phone. I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, Gunner. You're a great researcher. I, God, I take it all back. Dick. Um, <laughs> because I'm right or because... No, because he's a dick. Uh, <laughs> you said John Hader. Is that what you said? Was John Hader or Hader? Hader. Anyways, regardless, yeah, um, the movie did a great job with music selection. I think the actors were very well casted. Uh, but back to the the music thing, you hear a song in in a movie like that, and even if you you didn't grow up with it, even if you didn't think that song was going to make it into the next generation, it can simply because of its placement John in the Heater, movie. Yes, you are you are correct. Good He's job, Wade. Correct. Thanks. I think I said Jim before, but John John Heater. Okay, you did say Jim. So bad job, Wade. Sorry. And bad job, Gunner. It took you way too long to research that. You're bad. <laughs> He's fucking buying a talent too right now. <laughs> I take it all back. Um, don't make me shit in your car. <laughs> and I'm super racist because that is not the dude who played Pedro. It's just because two different. Obviously, did you so just fucking what? misinform? Yes. Oh. No, what, so, what was Ef- the Efren, Ram- Efren Ramirez is the guy who played Pedro? All right, there you go. No, what was the um. What was the video game that got uh, uh, Imagine Dragons on the map? The video game? Yeah. Was it Gears of War? Wow, this is news to me. I don't... Yeah, uh, the, the Radioactive song was got its popularity being, being aired as a commercial for a video game. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I wasn't aware of that. 
Wade's looking it up now. I'm trying now we, to. Now we need to, because they're so fucking relevant right now. They're huge right now. Yeah. And Imagine I, Dragons. Video game commercial. Power of the internet. Go. Survey says. Now we have. No. Not getting anything. Yeah, I don't know, man. But they're very relevant now. You know, they're selling out stadiums. You have adults and their children both listening to their music. Okay, here we go. What game radioactive by Imagine Dragons? The sh- Assassin's Creed 3, people are saying? The show 2013? Well, they, they stuck it in a whole bunch of stuff. You said you meet so Assassin's Creed, MLB, Greyhound, Arrow, Vampire Diaries, Combat Zone Wrestling. Combat Zone it's, Wrestling. The Cage of Death. Um, isn't it weird when, when something's more than a few years old, the internet just does not know how to answer the question? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the power are, of the internet, are, the weakness are, of the are, internet. Are, are you radioactive? No. Not into God bands. <sighs> Except for POD. I'll always, like, I'll always have a special place in my heart for POD. Our, how, how, do you, how do you feel about Our Lady Theory of a Nickel Creed? I don't know that. Wait. Oh, oh. I watched... Um, <laughs> Canadian Rock? <laughs> I watched I watched Once Upon a Deadpool. Deadpool 2. Oh, how was it? PG-13. I the Fred Savage pieces made it so much funnier. Did they so it added to it? It did, yeah. Like like in one of the um in one of the scenes, you know, Fred Savage is lying there in the bed, he's like, I just don't understand why I have to be in this kid's bed. And he's like, Well, you know, it's part of the whole it's part you know, it's you know, it's part of the whole uh uh whatever. And uh and he goes, You know, I'm you know I'm a director now. And uh and Deadpool goes, Oh yeah, oh modern family, yeah, good job with that. Like he like made fun of him as like a writer and producer or whatever, but uh, that was really good. It was really good. Um, the back and forth between them was funny. Like there was a point where like, because you, know, you know like all movies have like their tearjerker moments. And uh, and with uh, uh, slight spoiler, but you should have watched Deadpool two by now. In one scene, like Deadpool two is like sacrificing himself for somebody, and poor, it's kind of sad. Poor Pete. And, Pete, uh, Pete, Pete got Pete got so bitched out in that movie. <laughs> and they go back, and, and Fred Savage is in bed crying. And it's funny because I believe he, I believe there was a similar scene in uh, Princess Bride, which of course is what that whole scene is based off. He has the same T-shirt. He's in the same bedroom. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty good, and it was very well done for children. That's the part that I was impressed with. They took all of the blood out. Really? All of the blood. How did they do that? I believe it was all CGI to begin with. So it was just dudes getting shot with no blood? Yeah. That's so odd. It, 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 it was, but it wasn't because that was one of my concerns because, you know, it's they say PG-13, but, um, you know, I put it on for my five and eight-year-old. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be concerned if this is like some of the push. There's some PG-13 titles that really push the envelope. Sure. And I was like, I'm going to be concerned. But then I'm like, but wait a second. This is the same movie where they show like um, they show like a baby penis and stuff in it, right? I mean, they had some weird content in there. Like for them to be able to pull off PG-13, they're going to have to pull out so much content. But what they did is, yeah, they took all of the blood splatter. Every single blood splatter in the movie was taken out. The only... The only blood that they kind of showed was um you know there's a scene because you know deadpool can't die and there's a scene where he gets like ripped in half 
Yes. There's like a little bit of the special effects blood on him. It's like there's no nothing pulled on the ground or nothing. Huh. And uh, um, in the uh, in the scene, there's there's a main character that gets shot. I don't want to even want to say who it is, but I'll say that it's a female. And I I think they photoshopped the blood to be less red. Really? It was like brownish, so it didn't like huh. give the blood triggers. And I'll tell you, like I was pretty impressed with it. Most of the jokes were way over the five-year-old's head, and a, a lot of them were actually over my my eight-year-old son's head. Um, like they talk about the artist that can't draw feet. You guys have talked about that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that. That writing <clears throat> is in trying. there. He doesn't He's get that. Trying. He's trying as hard as he can. <laughs> um, you know, him making fun of it, like like the X Force. You know. He's like, no, actually, Fox made it up, and it's you know whatever he says in the movie. But I thought it was very good. I thought huh. they did a good job I'll with it. Check it out. I have to give it a look for sure. There's an awesome video of um, back when they were still at Marvel before they, before like when uh, Todd McFarlane and Rob Liefeld were still at Marvel before Spawn before, before Spawn. You've you've seen it? I take it then. No. Oh, it is just Stanley shit talking because they're talking about the Marvel method method, and it is Stanley calling everything that they've spent their entire professional lives is absolute dog shit. And it was like it's like a promo. It's like a promo video for like just a Marvel like Stanley giving them a tour of Marvel, and they have these two artists there, and it's just like him questioning their competence and character design. And it's just it's awesome. He's 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 uh, Seth MacFarlane. He's like. No, uh, Todd McFarlane. Oh, Todd McFarlane. Spawn guy, Spawn guy, and yeah, yeah. Rob Liefeld. But it's Stan Lee ripping them. Was, yes, telling them that their fucking talent like was bef- axed before they before like, they right they before bro- or before they actually started to become like well, to come into their own. Like he, he actually, they're actually designing over Kill while they're still at Marvel, and he's like, okay. Hey, uh, you got some hands in that? You you gonna do some hands in there, buddy? Uh, you got hey. Why? Why is like like it's it's so Stanley he, demanding more? No, it's him actually like pointing every single out thing out that like they got tagged with, and it's just like him being a sarcastic, condescending asshole. Oh, okay, so in not a, in a good light. But then. An in, no, but it's like an infomercial. It's like hey, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, is this a bit or are you legitimately calling their work? Sh-? It's like, hey, that guy looks that looks. Okay, what's up with the lines on his arm? I mean, like it's just <laughs> that's funny. I could, I gotta, I gotta send the link out to the the, the group. Maybe, maybe we tag that in the post. But it's just, it's fucking amazing, and it's like not it's it's still Stan when he's kind of like in the the prime of his yeah, power. When he had a little not like, piss the, and like not the not the Mar- not like Marvel. Like hey, nice Excelsior, guy. Excelsior. No, like Mallrat Stanley. Yes, like yeah. you you were you. <laughs> <laughs> everything everything you've aspired to is beyond you. <laughs> Get good or go home. <laughs> well, speaking of going home, we've reached our time limit. We're a little bit over the two-hour mark, but not really much. We're going to have to pick back up with the music. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll come back with a little more defined kind of thing. Um, I, th- I think I think we need to create a, a mumble rap album of all Stanley speech, like Stanley quotes, taken out of context. You were really obsessed with this mumble rap. I, I think I think it's a I think it's a growth market. <laughs> but that being said, <laughs> we're gonna head out. Thanks everybody for listening. Please uh, comment and share, and uh, we'll talk to you later.